Welcome to episode 85 of the Launch Sequence Podcast. We're doing this one live. We're here on Twitch live today on January. What is it? Oh my gosh, I don't know the date. It's the 6th. The 6th. And I'm here with yeah. one of the uh, one of the OGs, one of a, a good friend, honestly, and another Star Citizen YouTuber, Astro Pub. Are you still? I sure feel old. You, you hold on. <laughs> you recently split off a channel, a YouTube channel, uh, to kind of separate your lore content from your informative content. Do you still go on by Astropub? Do you prefer Historian? Yeah. yeah. Pub? I mean, just call me Paul. That works. Paul I mean, if, if I could if I could call myself Paul Shelley, I would. It would just be so simple. The Astro but the Astropub is from the Astro Paul. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I do do lore content still, but uh, the, the, the nature of the beast when it comes to YouTube content is that YouTube does not like people diversifying and doing things that are different. So they, like uh, they demand they demand you be to put you in a box. So I had to put myself in a box to make it easier. So all right. Well, thanks for joining me today. We've had uh Paul's been on a few times, quite a bit actually, and we've talked a lot of Star Citizen, but we've also talked some Starfield. And today we're gonna do both again. First, Truthful. we're gonna talk a little bit about <laughs> Starfield, some of the stuff. Some of the things, some recent updates with that game. But then we're going to jump into what is to come in Star Citizen in 2023. The biggest features and uh, if server meshing is going to be on the list for us. Now, that's a, that's a conversation to be had, so we'll wait till we get to that. But real quick before we get started, give everybody kind of an overview of what you do. And then uh, throw us into the topic. Tell us what's been going on with Starfield. Uh, hello, my name is Paul Berserker One Batman Shelley. I am the host and uh, the host and space bartender at the Astro Pub, which is a Twitch channel that I do. Uh, I, I stream Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, a lot of that content can also be found on the Astro Pub Live, YouTube.com/slash the Astro Pub Live for my video content, uh, including things like Office Hours, where I do a live stream AMA. They take sections out of that, turn them into standalone videos, and I also do. Uh, the Captain's Table, which is kind of a podcast like this, where we just kind of talk Star Citizen, bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe just to sit down and talk about specific topics, news, whatever. Uh, this goes on Saturdays. But I also, as uh, Space Tomato had kind of pointed out, I also do lore content. Uh, I do lore content for Star Citizen, but I've also done lore for Starfield and for Cyberpunk and a couple of other. I've even done Anthem lore video <laughs> at one point. Oh, um, Anthem. So go, that, that's how long I've been doing this. Uh, um, just one. I only did one. And then the that's game all you decided had time to kill for. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, that's the Astro Historian, youtube.com slash the Astro Historian. Um, and right now, there is a huge long running series that I've started because I hate myself. Um, that I call the complete history of Star Citizen lore. I love that. Which it is. It is literally a timeline from the very beginning of the lore timeline that we have, all the way up to the modern day. And why I hate myself, just to give you context, is the first video covered about two hundred years of history. The second video covered about a hundred years of history, and the next one that's coming out, which I finished, I finished writing and recording, and I sent it off to my editor. Um, it will be out soon. It covers 80 years of history, uh. <laughs> and they're all the same length. They're all the same length. The so density. as I get, as you get forward closer to to the modern time, you said the, the density starts to come 
tighter and tighter and tighter. And once we reach things like the 29th century, which is only a hundred years before the current time in Star Citizen, I will probably have to do it in decades. That's how dense this lore gets. Um, it's, which it's great it's though. A, a, yeah, it's appropriate because uh, that's the other that's the other bit of news that a lot of people may be kind of slip over, which is kind of interesting uh, concept. Which is the lore team is no longer going to be doing weekly updates on the lore. They're still doing some of the stuff. They're no longer doing lore stories. There's no more stories from the verse that they're going to be coming out on, on wow. a Tuesday, every Tuesday, because they're focusing it on the game, which is good and bad thing, which is kind of a nice little thing to slide in there before we get into that point. But that is, yeah, uh, that is kind of good and bad because that was a nice insight into some of the stuff they were thinking. But at the same time, it's, you know, as we've been seeing on the monthly reports, it's nice to see that lore is becoming a bigger focus in the actual game. So people can actually experience it yeah. rather than just me. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you are you're the freaking lore master. You're over here whipping and swinging lore left and right. And I'm like, this this doesn't exist. There's no way this exists. But you keep pulling it out. And like you said, you got multiple hundreds of years with all this super detailed stuff that you just never hear about. Like put that yeah. in the background text of a quest somewhere, please. Yeah, have, having a, a, a crashed Zeus somewhere in Stanton so you can be like, well, how did this get here? Or in Pyro when that comes up. Like, how did that get here? Yeah. And a de detailed story, people would say, like, what, what is this ship? It's like, oh, that's the first ship that ever had a quantum drive yeah. and, or uh, had a commercial quantum drive. And people being like, what? There it is. That kind that... of cool things is what I want to see. Ah, but, that's so you know. good. That's so good. That's There's exploration gameplay. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's the heart of it right there. But anyways, the lore man himself. So whenever we get to lore for this year, I'm just going to give you the stage and we could talk all about that. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about lore. I'll go. We'll, we'll do it. I'll do a, a recap of all the stuff that happened this year for in terms of lore stuff. Oh, so. boy. Oh, boy. Um, but in terms of the other thing that I, as I said, I mentioned I, I do Starfield lore. I've done a couple of videos on it. Yeah. Uh, Starfield. So we, we have seen a little bit of updates since the last time we talked about Starfield. There has been a not so insignificant amount of information Um unfortunately none of it is gameplay so yeah. we have we have information but no video it's they, there's been no video updates it's interesting they're kind of going the same route that cyberpunk did with their sort of vdoc series for a few months before the the, the game came out but they're just doing interviews they're literally they're just sitting and talking about it as opposed to like showing the game itself yeah which um we were talking about beforehand about how how it feels so weird following Starfield when you compare it to something like Star Citizen, where yeah. you just we just know like uh, Chris Roberts decided to pick his booger. We'll we'll find out next week. Like that's just that's just how detailed this information can get sometimes. Yeah. Whereas with uh, with with Starfield, we get a weird cryptic. Uh, signs we have to read the tea leaves with todd howard trying to figure out what what he actually means when he says something gotta look at the spoon um is it bending <laughs> is the entrails of this of this of this beast telling me the future <laughs> will we have 30 fps uh, i need but to know it's, it's it's a it's an interesting comparison because i often think about the idea of like when I'm looking at a game like, say, Starfield or Cyberpunk was coming out or Halo Infinite was coming out, just any of the games I'm excited for, I look at them coming up and I'm like, what would it be like if this game was handled the same way as Star Citizen in terms of communication and I knew everything coming up to that release? Would I be that much less hyped or more hyped for the game? And, and I wonder if that's going to positively or negatively impact Star Citizen as it approaches that, that point, however many decades away it might be. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question, just because we were in a situation where Star Citizen is unique in that they pretty much leave everything they have out in the vine. Like, it, it, we can see everything. The sausage is not, not being hidden away from us at all. All of the gooey insides and the terrible and good parts of game development are, are laid bare with Star Citizen. Slapping um, us around in the face with delays. Yeah, so we don't know if how it's actually going to help affect the the overall like sales or the the hype or the even the morale amongst the CIG staff. So right, yeah. So uh, what what have we heard recently about Starfield? What is like the big the big news that's come out? Because we know it's still supposed to be coming out this year, right? Yes, that was the big announcement. Was that came out this year and uh, like earlier this month and said it's still planned to release within this half, the first half of this year. So it's releasing anytime between January and like July is what their plan is. Which is so, a weird launch window. Yeah, that is. That's like a, that's very weird for Bethesda because Bethesda usually releases in November. Almost all of their stuff has been released in November. Now, to, to be fair, Starfield was supposed to release last November, but then they delayed right, it. Right. Now they're probably trying um, to meet some fiscal year at this point. Make sure they're not yeah. getting too many quarters out from that. But usually when you see something like this uh, from a marketing perspective, especially something as big as Starfield, you usually have a year ramp up of advertisements to kind of really go coincide. Mm -hmm. And so if you see a release coming in, say, June of this year, we should already be seeing advertisements for Starfield. We yeah. should be seeing the, uh, billboards and ads on YouTube. And we just I haven't seen anything. Nothing and other know, than that first demo. Yeah. Nothing. And there's been no advertisement paid because it is that, you know, Bethesda is now owned by Microsoft. So Microsoft has a lot of uh, kind of have, has a lot of money to throw around. And we know from the past, look at any Halo campaign, uh, Halo ad campaign. Microsoft is not opposed to throwing money around. And Microsoft has been very open as to that, that Starfield is a system seller. They want to make it a system. seller. they want to be able to sell Xbox, game, Xbox Game Pass and Xbox One's with starfield because it's exclusive to that console franchise energy yeah they, they want to turn this into you know the next elder scrolls the next fallout they want it to be this huge thing that is exclusive to microsoft consoles and microsoft you know products yeah and and it's very weird to not have that advertisement ramp up as we've been uh, as they have right now it's it feels almost like they forgot about it <laughs> like that's that's the it's, scary part yeah it is interesting that i mean we've seen them do short ad campaigns like i think for fallout 4 they did that but that was kind of a surprise thing like they 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 brought it the summer before just to kind of catch us all off guard but this time everybody knows what it looks like it is very interesting that we don't have a good idea of like all that much about the game um yeah you know that we've seen base building ship building resource gathering fighting like that that kind of stuff but we still haven't seen the game in its actual form being played all that much other than that one demo which is yeah and a lot of that had placeholders as people have pointed out recently like the shotgun shells were not actually shell shells they were just bullets a lot of the animations were reused animations from fallout 4 mm. um so there's there's a lot of reuse of the, the stuff. It's stuff you'd expect to see with a with a tech demo, but you know it's a tech demo, not a pre-alpha alpha product that's going to be released now in six months that we have no idea what it looks like. Well, because you know, we haven't seen updates. You know, people expect Bethesda games to be relatively underfinished when they come out, and I do expect it to be something decent and fun. But 
we all yeah. kind of are going to wait for mods to, to really get the full experience. They also mentioned something about performance. Yes, right? that was going to say, good into, that, that also kind of ties into Todd Howard. So Todd Howard did like an hour and a half long interview. Oh, yeah. Where Lex. they, he's, yeah, he sat down and he kind of talked about, you know, Starfield and a bunch of other things, but Starfield was the main focus. And a couple of things we learned about it was one, Todd Howard seemed to imply, and that hasn't come out as he's not accurate, was, that wasn't what he meant, was that he doesn't expect Starfield to be able to run above 30 FPS. Uh, now, it's hard to tell if that's exclusively for the Xbox or if that's also for PC. PC usually it may, tends to be more based off of your hardware performance, your hardware specs, mm -hmm. but who knows? And that may be this, the, the, the bench that they're looking for, even with PC, is 30 FPS, which is a very low bench. Uh, and then he also heavily implied that they're going for more gameplay, which means graphical fidelity has to be sacrificed. So the graphics graphical fidelity will be lower, in, at least implied, compared to previous games that they've done, and it'll be at 30 FPS, both of which aren't game breakers, especially since most people don't play Bethesda games because they look good. I mean, Bethesda games don't look bad, but you don't play Bethesda because you want to look at a pretty, pretty vistas. You you play Bethesda games because of the, the, the expansive world and the universe and all those sorts of things. So it's not as bad, but it is kind of concerning to hear that as Todd Howard speaking in cryptic language in an interview as the only way we know about this. Yeah. Hopefully that's, um, that's not, that's not the case because it doesn't look good enough that I would think it would be restricted in that regard. Um, and, you know, you say you don't think of Bethesda games as being for the looks, but I kind of have higher standards now, you know, like yeah. we got to the point where it's easier to get good looks. And I would have, I would love to see them trying to uh, push above and beyond something, say, like, I don't know, Outer Worlds or even uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, say that's the benchmark for like a space RPG. I would love to see something that looks better than that. Maybe we will, but... 30 FPS is kind of low for a PC game. And it's yeah. surprising to see considering the scope too. I mean, now we could start comparing that to Star Citizen, how it runs. I've never really gotten above 30 frames with, with mm -hmm. my own computers, but I know it can easily run above that at this point with, with good computer hardware. So yeah. like what's and the comparison but, there? Well, and Star Citizen's not optimized. Like they've even uh, come out and uh, recently said, uh, I forget who who yeah. who is the person in charge of it, but that the person who does uh, who does the Gen Twelve stuff came out and basically said, "This is just Gen Twelve. Oh, we yeah, haven't Sylvan. even started optimizing it yet." Yeah. Sylvan, yeah, Sylvan basically said, "We haven't even started optimizing it. This for three eighteen, you know, as it stands, and you know, I'm getting thirty to forty per frames per second. So it's it's weird to see that, but and this is a um, multiplayer game." Yeah, this is a single player game, which is which should be easier to, to deal with a lot of the frame issues and yeah. performance. So uh, the other thing which is good and bad is they did a big kind of vid doc sort of look at um, the kind of non story based missions that will be going on, like the 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 stuff that's the fluff that's going to fill out the universe outside of the main story line, the main quest. 
And um, for those who are familiar with it, if you remember, I'll, I'll, I'll trigger a lot of people's PTSD with this one, but um, another settlement needs your help. I'll mark it on your map. <laughs> if you re recognize that meme and or that word, uh, that is the basis upon which their sort of non-traditional quests will be leave set me alone, at. So, Space Preston. Yeah. <laughs> so that is... Um, that's concerning to some people because that was probably the most boring that a lot of people like a lot of people just didn't like yeah. those those quests they've been very repetitive definitely one of the worst parts of that game well maybe not the worst but an annoying part yeah um but they did have some other benefits things they the the, the designer who talked about this said the concept now is it can spawn randomly it can happen like along the side of a road leading to a settlement, you can you can run into these these quests at a settlement, which will lead you into a, a, a different place, and all of these will be different experiences depending on the the, the 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 person who you're interacting with, and depending on your gameplay, which seems to imply, at least in my mind, that the way that designs for things like the settlements and the the non-standard place is going to be probably a little bit more procedural mm -hmm. i'd love to have more more information on that because what my mind goes to that based off of what bethesda has done is they probably have made several specific tile sets so when you land on a planet that uh they just kind of pull one of the five tile sets for this type of planet yeah. out and then slap it down. And then that is going to be that location, no matter where you, you know, when you come back to that, that planet, it'll be the location, no matter what, Yeah, which would be cool because it means that my gameplay is different from, you know, your gameplay. And so like I could find a settlement that's randomly generated and you couldn't, you know, uh, playing through the same, all throughout the same, the same concepts, keep these things fresh and each, gameplay unique that would be cool but that would be cool. it's hard to tell uh but the idea is that it's it's much more natural it's a lot not not as forced as another settlement needs your help boom it's more like you show up and then someone will approach you being like hey i need your help this is what i need so yeah. it's not preston screaming at you it's now a thousand different prestons with <laughs> with different it's dialogue like, options it's like you. what we see in red dead redemption with, yeah with with strangers asking for help it's a cool system. It could be good. It could get bland. It, it's really hard to know. But overall, I'm excited for this as a single player game to just kind of sink into like by myself on a couch, just, you know, uh, play late. I remember back when Mass Effect, I think it was Mass Effect 2 came out. I played like 12 hours in the first sitting. <laughs> it was the longest I think I've ever done. And I think I'll do that with this one too, because I'm really excited for it. But in terms of all engrossing sort of like holy grail space game that i'm always looking for i don't it, it it doesn't sound like it's really gonna reach that for me no i think it's going to be an interesting uh, space game i'm and I, I think we've both talked about this in the past we're both we're both members of good space game is good for all space games Absolutely. so if starfield does well I don't understand the concept where people are like, oh, Starfield's going to kill Star Citizen or whatever. It's like, if a, if Starfield does well, it'll encourage more people to look for other games in the genre. Yeah. And they'll find things like Elite Dangerous, No Man's Sky. They'll find things like Mass Effect, if they haven't already found it, uh, Kerbal Space Program. They'll find things like Star Citizen and Squadron 42. So like the, all of these, these, these game these games will help each other out because it's a genre that is underrepresented in most mainstream senses that you don't really see a lot of 
space-based RPG AAA titles. Just, they don't exist, or even space-based titles. The only one I can think of that's mainline that was that. Well, there's only two, and both of them were received poorly, which was No Man's Sky and um, uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. And at least No Man's Sky had a like a, had a redemption arc. Yeah, came back. But but Infinite Warfare, I think, is is woefully. It's a good game that people just didn't like because it wasn't what they wanted, which you know they made made me sad. It was a good, it's a great space game if you haven't played it. It's yeah. pretty cheap now too. It's, so. it's good now. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, that's Starfield. Now yeah. let's talk about let's talk about the main attraction today, which is uh, the year ahead in Star Citizen and what the most exciting features are, and of course. The first thing we're going to talk about, the big question, is server meshing going to be on that list? I think it depends on who you ask, how optimistic they are, but let's talk about the realistic possibilities of server meshing coming this year and whether people should should be hanging their every hope on it or not. I will start by saying Chris Roberts and... Um, let's see, who is the other person who said it specifically i remember i had the news up here earlier um was it aaron it was no it was clive johnson so specifically uh clive johnson and uh chris roberts themselves have both said do not quote them on the q4 2023 they both said these were these are estimates mm -hmm. There's an entire paragraph where Chris Roberts says, this is the best estimate. It's not meant as a as a 100% we're going to do it. And Clive Johnson said, it is an R&D project. It is a it's still an active R&D. And because it's an active R&D, they don't know. And to compare this with, say, PES, PES didn't reach a prototype stage where they were showing it off to the management team until like June, May or June of last year. So they don't even have that stage yet they haven't effectively meshed servers together yet that's what that that's what that's what clive johnson's i wonder if we'll get a, a a letter when that does happen too we probably will they seem to be very especially chris robertson very excited about those sorts of things so or at least get an update on it i'm sure mm -hmm. but um they but they seem to be confident but they they are factoring in a lot of other factors like it's rd based off of that they they effectively said based off of having some some bumps this is what we're expecting if there are more then obviously we won't make it but we'll update you so personally i would say chris roberts might have well have said nothing about 4.0 coming out just that it's coming out that because yeah. that's that's about as good as you can get it's I would not hang my hat on the the realities of 4.0 coming out this year. It's just there are so many other factors and other variables that can come up that just it's hard to tell. So But Paul, why should I believe that it's any closer to coming within uh by from now than it was two years ago? Because they're actively developing it and they're talking about it. When CIG doesn't talk about it, when they're when that's the thing that that a lot of people don't don't seem to understand because and I don't mean this as an offensive thing. It's just y'all don't read. Y'all don't do this this thing called reading. And I get it. We're gamers. Gamers don't read. I have trouble. <laughs> I struggle. <Yeah. laughs> 
people would prefer other people read it to, to you, that kind of thing. And or or you know, you see nice flashy videos. You play video games to play a video game, not to read. But the when you read uh, monthly reports and you read the progress trackers and you read other uh, you know other other updates by the various different uh, different developers, the implication is it's being worked on. And if it's being worked on, it means it's it's within six months to a year from seeing some sort of release. When they stop talking about it, that's when you know that it's either stopped being worked on or it's about to be released. Those are the two options. And sometimes they do. Uh, a good example of this is modularity. They talked a lot about modularity two years ago, and then they shut the hell up about it. They have not said anything about, about modularity, except for when they're directly asked, asked through uh, like, those big meetings with like, you know, John crew sitting down with, uh, uh, like Jared the team stuff, getting so. together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the key. If, if one person is talking about it, eh, if it's like, you see it referenced three or four times, something's going on because there, there are multiple people talking about it or it's one person talking about it over multiple well, different platforms. Well, so how about, how about citizen con 2019 when they jumped to pyro? That wasn't actually pyro right so <laughs> that so, wasn't actually jumping either so was, do you think that they kind of should have avoided that one? Oh yeah yeah uh, it was it was it was a classic case of what do we call of um uh i guess vertical slice would be the per perfect way of, way of doing it that was a vertical slice which is when you do a vertical slice it's not necessarily something that is 100% going to be in the game, but it's everything you can mock up to make it look like what you want to see. You see this at E3 all the time. If you ever noticed, um, like, and this is for you know, everybody, look at videos of a game that you followed, uh, Battlefield or Call of Duty or uh, Witcher or whatever. Look at the gameplay footage they released before they released the game and notice the HUD. Pay attention to if the HUD is the same. Because if the HUD is not the same, it means that they changed it. And you also probably have noticed, like, there'll be some story-based games where they have a little vertical slice of, like, a specific mission or a specific part of a story. And then you go to play the game, and it's slightly different. Uh, a famous exa example is, like, Halo 2. There was uh, the, the Halo 2 demo uh, on the streets of New Mombasa was very different from what the actual different. Halo 2 release was. Yeah. And that's because that was a vertical slice. It was building an engine and an idea of what they wanted to do but they didn't actually have the game done. And so that's the same kind of concept. Whenever you see those, those tech, those stage demos of, uh, of them playing something, it's even the Squad 42 demo, it's more of them taking the assets they have and showing off what they want it to look like. But I doubt that the actual gameplay of, say, that mission in Squad 42, that side mission they showed off, is probably completely different from what it actually, what we saw versus when it releases, what it yeah. will look like, yeah. if it even exists. So like the um the power management stuff that they did in that I bet definitely got to work over now that they actually have a system that works for that. Yeah. So, so server meshing is something to be interested in updates on this year. Um we'll be seeing it in the monthly report. We'll probably get some updates on it in terms of spectrum posts and maybe a letter. But in terms of actually getting into the game, you're kind of tempering your your expectations on it. Yeah, in general, I would say um, there's it's a, there's a lot of stuff that this year is not going to be the year for Pyro, I don't think. But 
I also think that a lot of people put way too much emphasis on pyro. They think that pyro, because I think it, it makes sense. It's a new system. It's, I mean, it's, it's expansion. CIG, it, it is. It is. They put the emphasis on it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. CIG has been talking about it. But okay. you also notice that CIG has changed their language. Mm-hmm. Last or like 2020, it was the road to pyro. In 2021 and 2022, it was the road to 4.0. Because they've changed it from being pyro to 4.0 to emphasize not that it's pyro, but the content that's coming with pyro. Yeah, it's 3.0. It'd be like being excited for 3.0 because of Daymar. It's like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting Daymar, <laughs> but like also. <laughs> and so in the same spirit, um, that's kind of what we're here to talk about today is what yeah. is all the other also? There's clearly, even if server meshing doesn't come out this year, there are still going to be updates. We're still going to be getting other features. And today we're going to talk about what some of those possibilities are. So I've already listed out a, a, a list for uh, me and Paul to both start with, but I'm going to throw it to you. Give us a, give us a first feature to, to talk about. What, what are you looking forward to coming this year? Uh, this year... <clears throat> Let me take, that, to take a look, because we had that list earlier. Um, I'll, I'll pull for something from this. All right. Um, vehicle tractor beams, honestly, from that list, the, the, the vehicle tractor beams and SRVs on, on, in general. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Um, That's a good one. I like that. That's a good start. So let's talk about yeah. why not, not just vehicle tractor beams, but because they are pretty probably closely linked to the SRV, why those two are probably coming this year. Uh, why that's coming this year? Well, first of all, uh, tractor beams have been in the game now for over a year. The SRV has been actively worked on and we've seen updates. It's been in like gray box or, or final art. It's been, it's been close to, to being completion for a while now. Mm-hmm. They've also showed off the, the tractor tool, like the, the two handed gun tool before been working on that. Um, and there's also, obviously we know that the, the, um, cargo uh, the cargo refactor, refactor. Yeah. the cargo refactor needs and to, to expand the cargo refactor beyond the one SCU boxes to the 32 SCU boxes and those other ones they need to have the more varied cargo or like uh, tractor beam stuff um and CIG has been working extensively on uh on uh tractor beams including well I remember it was last year they had a, a teaser which was the sure grip tractor beam on the front of a uh, uh, 315 that they had modeled out as what it will eventually what its final version will be mm-hmm. uh, and we are starting to see tractor beam like attachments and things like the taurus and other things so that's one of those things where it's almost certain to come out next year um especially in support of the gameplay that they've already added with 318 and will be continuing to go forward with so uh, and why it's important is it's cargo it's it's the it's the commodities gameplay it's 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 piracy as well and smuggling and all those other things it's that's all part of that making it so it's not just one su boxes or hand boxes everywhere it's the variety of different boxes yeah they i mean when they added the multi-tool tractor beam the way we played (laughs) the game kind of changed right we started to interact a lot more with boxes we started to be able to do missions like xenothreat where you could just like easily move a lot of um containers to another ship expanding that out to like these bigger ships and the bigger boxes would be very nice so you 
you drew a line between or a connection between the vehicle tractor beams and the larger cargo boxes. Do you think those would be the same update? Do you think they might be offset? How do you think that would work? Uh, it's hard to tell. This is one of the first years that CAG hasn't given us a long-term look at what they plan on doing, like two to three patches ahead of time. Yeah. So it's hard to tell exactly what the priorities will be. But I, uh, based off of what I've seen, I think uh, the, say, like the freight elevators the cargo refactor but the, like the extensive cargo refactors and changing how missions will work i think all of those are connected I, hard to tell exactly when those will drop but i think that the srv and the other beams tractor beam attachments i think that is probably a progenitor to the rest of that stuff it will likely come in before we see any new changes that's, to yeah. the other stuff that's what i was thinking uh, srv first yeah. taurus 315 Argo, Nomad, all those other things get their utility mounts later. Um, do you think that we might see the handheld tool, not the not the multi-tool attachment, but the actual tractor beam tool as well? Yeah, I think so. I I, I do think we'll see the 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 like the Taurus and and the three fifteen P. I think we'll get those at around the same time as the SRV. Okay, because it's it's. I don't think there's going to be a significant difference. It's just going to be the size of the beam. Um. But it's hard to tell exactly how much would be put in there because it's not like a fundamental change in how the how the uh, how the the ships will work. Kind of like how like you know damage and salvage requires you to go through every single ship and make it all very you know unique. And uh, same with like the HUDs and uh, th there's a lot of issues. Or with like the resource management, that's a huge kind of extensive issue. You have to go through every single ship. Yeah. With tractor beams, it's just like guns, like we have now, or or uh, mining lasers it's just a matter of taking the same thing uh, and then shrinking it or expanding it yeah so. and i hope i hope you're right because i thought we were going to get them last year i thought it was better timing last year the way they were teasing it and talking about it um but i i do think that it has always been very closely related something they've wanted to be very closely tied to the cargo refactor so it makes more sense now that we're in the midst of that that we can start to expect something with vehicle tractor beams because we will have to use vehicle tractor beams for the larger boxes, which they have confirmed are coming with freight yeah. elevators and persistent hangers, which, you know, I guess is a, another great feature we can talk about coming this year. So overall, I guess, let's just talk about the next step of the cargo refactor itself, because it does include a few different features. You want to get us kicked off on that? Sure. Um, freight elevators was weird because I thought it was one thing and Chris seems to be implying it's another he talked about both of these things in the letter to the chairman. Mm -hmm. And what he mentioned was um, persistent hangers is where you're going to store cargo and freight elevators is going to let you access your cargo from your persistent hangers. Now, I don't know what this means because it seems to imply that we will have access to a hangar that is not the typical landing hangers in say stations or landing zones, but will be able to to hold our cargo. So that's a little more of like a, how is this going to function? Because well, you we still have think, no idea. You don't think they're just going to instance hangers for us? No, no. Because why would you need freight hang elevators then? Because freight elevators are specifically designed, as Chris said, to be able to take your cargo off your ship, put it in the freight elevator, and then take it down to a persistent hangar where it will store your, inf your your cargo there until you need to sell it or, or keep it away somewhere else. Well, I, I assumed the way it would work was 
persistent hangers would be connected to the cargo decks or whatever by the freight elevator. So like a, a straight line there and back instead of the elevators to the starport. And then you would take the stuff off that elevator onto the ship. You're saying you think that the freight elevators would have a completely different area from where your ship yeah. is? Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. It's like I originally thought that the way, what the freight elevators would reference was going to be the cargo deck. You know, like say you do a mission where you have to pick up certain cargo from the cargo from the station. You go to the cargo deck, you load that stuff onto the freight elevators and you send the elevator down to your ship and then you load it on your ship and you fly away. But in the letter to the chairman, Chris mentions both the freight elevators and the persistent hangers together as if they're part of the same gameplay. And that seems to imply that there's a storage of if stuff, not just a persistent. It's not like you just land in a hangar and then you log out and you come back and that ship is still in that hangar. It seems to imply that there is a storage of material, not just a storage of your ship. Yeah, I figured uh, you'd be able to just keep your cargo in the same hangars as your ships. Yeah, so, but that would also mean that other people wouldn't get access to them. Well, so, yeah, and that and that's and that seems that's it, why it would be know, instance, unless, though, right? Well, so, we don't know if it's going to be instance or not. Like that's, that's the thing. That's why I assume it's instance because only you can get to that hangar now. Like if somebody wants to go to your hangar, they're actively going to have to be in the elevator with you. Yeah, well, we have to know information about it because it's also right. Chris Roberts, and Chris Roberts is insane. So um, he's the kind of guy who would say. You know, there's only a certain amount of access. Like, there's only 12 hangers on the space station. There's only 12 hangers in the space station. No one else is landing mm -hmm. because I want it to be realistic and I want yeah. it to be like. I could totally so, see them trying to do that. Yeah. So, we need more information about that, but it's hard to tell. Now, I can say that almost certainly this is aimed at commodity trading and trying to improve the commodity trading experience beyond what it is right now. Uh, if this is the, if 318 is the pirate patch, then whatever patch that you see freight elevators and persistent hangers is, is going to be the trader's patch. It'll be the patch where you actually see people buy stuff, hold on to it, wait for the market to, to dip and then go sell it or, uh, you know, gather stuff and uh, hold on to it and then give it to somebody else if they find it, that sort of thing. So, yeah. And so besides these freight elevators, we got the persistent hangers is um, what else is there to kind of flesh out that second cargo refactor update that we know of um we talked about the tractor beams as well but how about larger scu boxes did they mention anything about that i know they've talked they very haven't. very briefly about their next step uh they haven't but they do i i know that they want to mm -hmm. um i mean i expect that this year I would almost certainly expect that this year. It's a simple, easy win for them, but it really depends on their priorities. Uh, we've seen in the past CIG shift priorities overnight, and January is the the month that they do that. Right. Um, though it seems like Chris Roberts seems to really want to focus on that based off his letter from the chairman. So usually, what Chris wants, Chris gets. So I would, I would almost certainly, based off of Chris's um, statement, I almost certainly would say we're probably we're going to get different sized SCU containers uh, this year because it's just a, it's mostly just an art asset, you know, just model it out, have that in there, and then have it accessible by different tractor beams and such. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the issue is more of a making making it work with the grids, you know, that that kind of because right now everything's set to one SCU grid, so having a 32 SCU box on a one SU grid is you know you have to kind of figure out how many SCU does that actual footprint work. Yeah, that, that's that gonna thing. take a lot so. to to change all that up. 
ultimately i'm i'm excited and interested in it but um still you know we don't we don't really know enough i do agree with you though i think a lot of that stuff is going to come this year and you pointed out a good a very good point there all of the features we're talking about here are things that we have a lot of proof will likely come this year actually we'll specifically point out the ones that don't but most of them have a lot of proof that are pointing to them coming this year but anything can change and slip based on priorities and dependent mm -hmm. things and other stuff going wrong so don't take any of this as law just kind of take it as uh educated guess it, it it's important to keep that in mind because like like i said this is the first year we've had where we just have no idea what cig's long-term plans are because they just won't tell us until the until the patch comes up yeah um so we can only base it off of the progress tracker the monthly reports and statements by cig staff and using all of those sorts of uh reading skills those those uh deductive reasoning read, skills <laughs> deductive deductive reasoning skills about all that stuff we uh that's the best i can i can guess yeah these are best guesses but uh it's completely up to cig and cig tends to do two major shifts in policy this is thing to keep in mind when the, in terms of like direction which is at the end of january and the end of june so like Towards the end of this month, we'll know more more solidly what's going to come out between now and June. And then in June, they'll reprioritize whatever they're going to reprioritize. Though. though that hasn't changed much because Chris Roberts has been pretty consistent. Uh, what he said in May, last May, is effectively the same, at least the same steps that he wants to do uh, for this year. It's just... Yeah, it's just delayed. Extended delayed timeline is all it is. Yeah. So. Okay, so the cargo refactor is cool. We talked a little about how it's going to be very commodity-focused, trade-focused, so that obviously leads into the next one. Honestly, the biggest question for me of the year is, will we, can, could we expect anything changing with the actual economy itself? I really hope so. <laughs> this, is, this is the biggest question, because in my mind, there are really um, three major pillars that make Star Citizen a unique game compared to other games. Mm -hmm. One of which is PES in terms of how it handles uh, the persistence aspect of the game. The other one is server meshing, you know, being able to scale the size of the universe. And the last one being quantum, because I think it's one of those things that nobody realizes, or I feel like nobody realizes. I feel like a madman in the wilderness screaming out, being like, you people don't understand. Quantum controls everything. It is the game. It, it is the closest. feels unreal. Like it, I, I can't get, I'm so pumped for it. I've made videos about yeah. it and talked about it, but I just, like, I understand people not being super impressed because it just feels very abstract right now. We haven't yeah. seen any sort of reason to believe it's going to work. I mean, honestly, we actually have. I would argue we have because we the current combat missions, the, the dynamic combat missions that happens, the SOS stuff, that's all controlled by Quanta. So but have you noticed it making a difference? Yeah. Like, have you noticed I've, that more people... It I won't mean, show up in... It won't show up in certain areas and it will show up in others. And okay. I've seen more people attempt those missions and travel to those locations because they want to do those missions because okay. they've actually done a pretty good job of the payouts. Now, I don't think the rewards are dynamic. I think that the mission rewards are the same. They're mm -hmm. static based off of lots of the similar factors. But that's just kind of like a, a small little addition where it's taking the probability volumes and expressing that as a as a mission. 
the one little tiny little bit of hopium that I have because of uh, the kernel of hope that I have that this might happen is that Chris Roberts mentioned at the end of Citizen Con that Tony Z was working like a madman to add something to 318 late yeah. in, the, in the development. And if anybody knows, Tony Z is the quantum guy. He's the economy guy. And him trying to add something to 318 sounds like, okay, what were you trying to add? Obviously, he didn't make it because he would have. They would, we would have heard about it if it was added to 318. But what, what is that? <laughs> like he's also on systemic it, teams and or services and tools though right he they work on a couple yeah, sure. of other things that's it, it could it could have been some other things but i my my, my still my hope my little top kernel of hope yeah i would because hope. we'd also know the dynamic mission system was worked on last year right uh, we don't know if it's finished or not but it, it it did have a sprint um in the middle of last year and we haven't heard about it since it was it was uh, a late that, delay right yeah wasn't wasn't it yeah. supposed to be in three eighteen or was it three seventeen two? I don't think it was ever. I don't think it was ever given to like a release view, but it was on a the progress tracker that it was going to be added. I could have sworn um, we had environmental time. missions on release view. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, it was on release view. That was that was a. I think that was a three eighteen thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe that's but that's what he was working on. Maybe because that is that is uh, something that we may see exported to 319 because that was one of those things where i think they they removed it but alongside a couple of other things when it come to came to that arena arena commander mm -hmm. like the new arena commander map uh, for jericho station and such i remember that got removed at the same time uh so who knows that could actually be coming this year simply because 319 it'd be nice to the, to, sorry go ahead good i'd say to the extent i have no idea it'd be nice to be able to have the commodities run off of it but oh gosh that'd be great it would be so so keen if they just got the uh the the economy update in with the cargo refactor um the probability volumes in with the environmental missions and the virtual ai in with bounty hunters bounty hunter v2 this year like if we got those three additions to the quantum simulation along with the features they come with whoa <laughs> they have <laughs> to be, be in some that has to be in some stage of development simply because of chris's own mentions of things like the the how bounty hunting at least it's his mention of bounty hunting seems to because he's been harping on bounty hunting he's been harping on bounty hunting for what since like 3.0 <laughs> yeah just well likes to talk about it but he pulled it out of out of nowhere in the letter of the chairman in last May. It was one of those things where like mm -hmm. you or I and a lot of other people who've been following the game, at least for me, it came out of left field. I had I think... not heard any mention of a bounty hunting 2.0 in years. And now suddenly it was just a priority from Chris. I think so. Tony Z might have mentioned it in one of his quantum talks about virtual AI. And then that was kind of like the the um forewarning. But yeah, it really wasn't much of a focus in any way up until that letter. And then it started to be like a, a possibility and it's on the on the progress track. I mean, I guess that's the next feature we should talk about. The bounty hunting is. Yeah, looks like it's going to be the first profession in the game to take that next step up. Um, do you know yeah. what it what it's including? Um, I know that it's supposed to be tracking, disabling, capturing and returning. And 
this is one of those things where I have to kind of explain a little bit of lore as to why this is important, because this lore was created either serendipitously or intentionally for bounty hunting. Okay. Um, Chris, way back in the day, wanted, he took a look at the um, Shadows of Mordor's, uh, uh, like, nemesis system, yeah, is yeah. what they called it. Mm -hmm. Um, and wanted to do something similar with Star Citizen, where if you had killed an, a pirate, the NPC would remember you killed them and then come back at you and be a better fighter because they, they killed you. Now, that didn't make a lot of sense with the lore at the time, but with regeneration lore, effectively, that is how Chris Roberts is going to sneak something like that into the game. On top of that, it also, and this has been uh, kind of a, a part of the design documents for a long time, is they wanted to emphasize bounty hunting is not a kill you know bringing in war and bringing in cold it's bringing in war it's the only thing they care about so in the future especially with bounty hunting version 2 we're likely to see a shift from bounty hunting where this is what's going to slow bounty hunting down is it's no longer track someone down shoot them and you're done you have to capture them in order to get the bounty for them so this is an interesting development because this will slow that loop down dramatically oh my compared gosh, to what we have today. Yeah, because it'll be investigation missions. It'll be disabling, so you have to be more less less of a of a combat pilot and more of a pirate. And then you're gonna have to disable the person without killing them, then arrest them, and then bring them back uh, alive to be able to get that money. Because again, in lore, it makes sense. A person who's dead will just regen. They're not dead. They're just going to go back to a regen bed and they'll continue their merry, jolly piracy yeah. adventures or the illegal stuff in minutes, if not days, yeah. from when they crawl out of that bed. So it, do it doesn't really stop them. The only way you can stop them is by capturing them. So yeah. so let's, let's lay out the process then of bounty hunting now and what it's going to be. Right now, mm -hmm. you go to your Moby Glass, take a mission, you see a point on your HUD, fly there, blow that person up, you get paid. Um, where does the new bounty hunting start? You get a mission either through the mission system or through something, probably through, likely through the mission system. Then you have to find where they are. So you have to track them where they are. And that's using security network that they're bringing in. Yeah, uh, that's using uh, NPC possible interactions, being able to investigate and talk with other people about where they last saw them. The old bartender. <laughs> the old bartender, is Chris Roberts. It's a Chris Roberts staple. Yep. Bartenders are a staple in Chris Roberts games. Uh, so, you know, talk to the bartender, get the tips, talk to other people, um, get their last known location, eventually track them down to a location. Then you're going to have to engage them. They'll either surrender or you have to disable them. You can't kill them. Then you're going to have to board their ship or pull them out of their ship, knock them out in some at some point, or arrest them, and then bring them back to your ship, hold them in stasis or hold them in some sort of secure bay, say your your hawk in the back or in your uh, Avenger uh, Titan in those in the bays or your Cutlass Blue in those little cryopods, mm -hmm. and then you're going to have to fly back to space where you can drop off drop them off and collect the bounty. Uh, that entire time, and they can possibly escape during that time. We don't know the, the full extent of that, but yeah, yeah, that's the full process to get paid, and the payment is only on on life, not death, or they may have a reduced payment on death. So, and 
we know that they have different components that are part of this that need to be functioning for this to work. So we've seen that they're working on ropes. Um, they've mm -hmm. confirmed that they're working on ropes and that they can restrain. We've seen that they are working on non-lethal ways of taking people down. So stun guns have definitely been a thing. Um, we know that. Uh, I don't actually know if the new Volt weapons will have non-lethal modes, but they've talked more and more about non-lethal weapons that they'll be able to use. I think they showed off the stun gun at one point or yeah. the stun baton Preacher. recently. Preacher yeah. armaments. The Preacher arms. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they make it. And then... What else is, I mean, they've, they've talked about how the uh, security service will need to work. So you'll be able to check comm arrays to see when somebody mm -hmm. has flown in range of that and actually get a readout of it. You'll be able to see when people have requested a landing at a certain place. So all of this investigation sort of idea of going to different places and kind of finding the clues is going to be a part of that bounty hunting process. So this takes one of those missions from, you know, maybe you'll have like another 10 minute bounty where you just fly there and kill them. But maybe you'll also have like a 30 to 40 minute bounty where you actually need to track them down and take them in. And yeah. they've talked a little bit about what's going to happen when you get restrained by somebody, right? So like if you get taken in and thrown in the back of like a prison cell, um, you don't actually have to, well, okay, I, I won't say anything for sure, but they've kind of hinted at the idea you won't actually have to sit there the whole time, right? Yeah, they've, they've, they've hinted at the idea of the surrender system where if you are captured by a player bounty hunter or a NPC bounty hunter, you can just surrender and give up and you will just be transported immediately to prison. So you're not just stuck in, in, in holding. Um, we don't know what degree they're going to do it. CIG seems to be allergic to timers though. That would be something I would <laughs> suggest is, is a timer based system where you have a certain amount of time in, in captivity before you get the option to just give up. Um, works with everything else but yeah this it won't be uh, because they're gonna have to figure it out because it could be abused mm -hmm. dramatically by just capturing somebody and and then just holding them and just being like i'm never t turning you in <laughs> so yeah. there's gonna oh have to be gosh. some way of getting out the trolling yeah and that whole so, uh and going back to kind of what you were saying about like the the nemesis system and how people would remember you and all this stuff that's the introduction of virtual ai right yeah, virtual AI as well as uh, in-depth uh, reputation, which is yes. something they've been wanting to work on as well. Because you're going to also have reputation where the only way you're going to get higher bounties is if you have good reputation, which kind of works now with the different CS bounty system where you have to do a certain number of, of jobs with a specific bounty agency before they give you the higher level uh, difficulties. Right. Do you think... Um, um, man, it pains me to say, this is not one that I had on the list because I... Don't see any signs of it coming this year. Uh, but do you think we're going to get any reputation updates? We, we went a whole year. It is painful. I mean, there were some kind of <sighs> reputation updates, but we went a whole year without any major change to the system, very disappointingly. Do you foresee anything in 2023? I don't. I don't know. Uh, they did seem to say that they wanted to end with 2020, uh, 2022 with a more naturalistic system where depending on how where your actions have consequences if you that was very early i was like february march of yeah. last year they said they wanted to have by the end of the year when you showed up that you get pulled out of quantum from um say nine tails and nine tails would be like oh you're one of us you're good yeah. bye sorry some faction gameplay yes that kind of stuff and uh, i think that was what they were working on with the um the um the missions that we talked about earlier the the whole 
uh, oh, environmental, the, uh, environmental missions. missions. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was part of that. So there's still some hope that we might see that, but I haven't seen anything about reputation being worked on in the monthly reports or progress trackers or anything like that. So yeah. that's I a- don't know. I, that's definitely a hope. Not a, not a, I would expect this year. Sadly. That one hurts. Um, Cause that well, reputation is really important, especially for like crime stats and stuff. We just, we need more help in that regard. I, I, I can almost, I can almost guarantee you that CIG has to do something along that lines. If they want to do bounty hunting the way that they want to. Yeah. Cause there's no way you can do that without bounty hunting the, that the sort of bounty hunting thing that they want to without improving the current reputation system, because you know, then if you're a bounty hunter, you will be on public enemy number one for any kind of uh, enemy that you might face. So like if you are uh, dealing, capturing Ninetales outlaws, you're going to, the Ninetales are going to just not like you and you will not be able to, 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 or they'll keep sending hitmen after you to kill you or maybe even dynamically generated um assassination missions. You know, the, the, the kind of counter to the bounty, bounty missions, the, the, illegal version of the bounty missions yeah uh, so well i hope it for the best on that yeah because reputation's huge and uh i think it needs to take a step forward soon what's something else that you're thinking for next year throw me a curveball resource management okay. resource management <laughs> just 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 the most important thing yeah the that most, is the most yeah. important thing this year this that has to make it this year that is a yeah that's hands a ne- down necessity at this point because like the longer that takes the more it's going to take for every ship to get updated with it 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 is it is one of those those uh dams it's one of those blockers that has to be done because it blocks so much content it is is almost as important as pes or server meshing in fact i would argue it's more important than server meshing because without hot take without resource management we don't get multi-crew gameplay we don't get um uh more in-depth combat gameplay we don't get the 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 dynamic damage system that we wanted to have uh like it it, um, it is the blocker it's a blocker for for building outposts because the outpost systems will use the resource management system it is one of the fundamental blocks the fundamental building blocks of the game when it comes to how everything will work because everything from your biggest ships to your spacesuit we'll use a resource system, the resource system in the same way. Yeah. So, so let's explain what it encompasses because resource is a little ambiguous. They've, they've kind of taken what they used to refer to as their pipe system back in like mm-hmm. 3.0 days. And they've turned it into an all encompassing system that I guess, you know, as the name implies, holds all the resources for a ship or an, an outpost. What are those resources? So that is power, heat, and um i believe it is fuel so power heat and fuel are the major ones the way that this works is every ship or every device and oxygen yeah and 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 life support i don't think they call it oxygen i think just call it life support Mm -hmm. but those every single device every single suit building station ship has those four things for a spacesuit for instance Heat is important because that's your life support, like to keep you from freezing to death. (laughs) Then there's life support or or burning to death because it has to keep you keep you cool as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there is life support, which is your oxygen, the the atmosphere you breathe without a suit or the atmosphere you have to breathe in your suit. That's going to be limited. Um, There's fuel, which for ships is important because that's how you 
go to places, but it's also how you turn on your power. Uh, and then there's power, which is how you are able to maneuver or do anything. Uh, even your spacesuits will have power because what CIG wants to do, and this one kind of goes into the uh, the the new traversal system for that's been Squadron Forty Two, the new EVA modes. Mm -hmm. um, like they want to move you away from having infinite EVA fuel, so you'll need EVA fuel, but you also need power to be able to fire those thrusters in the first place. Plus, also run your cooling system and keep your um, your oxygen systems alive. Yeah, that, that's, so, that's that's a big one. Just to just to say that again, because I. I feel like I missed this the first time I heard it, but they are, they're going to take away the ability to always EVA. They yep. basically are expansing us. They want us to be dependent mainly on pushing off of services and floating through zero G or using a limited amount of fuel. You know, you have a certain amount of compressed air on your suit. You got to make sure that you're only using it at the right time. They're trying to build more intense situations while EVAing, and it's going to be a big change to the traversal. But that's yeah, part of the uh, resource. Or make you spec into that. Have a suit that is dedicated to EVAing so that you don't have to. So if you're doing work on the outside of a ship or if you need to go outside of EVA to do some, some uh, activity, you get a dedicated EVA suit. But it won't be like the bee's knees when it comes to combat because it's designed for EVA, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Think of it as the Pembroke and the um, the other armors that we have, which yeah. are designed for like extreme climates, stuff like that. Some purpose-built stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you also have, what's another reason why they have the multi-tool? The multi-tool has the tractor beam. It's not really designed to pick up boxes like we use now. The actual design of that multi-tool is it's a grappling hook. That's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to use it to grapple, to like use it to t attach yourself to a, an object. And then that whole like reel you in will actually reel you in. You know, the, the thing that lets you like drag boxes towards you, use that same method to pull you towards a an object without using UVA fuel. Yeah. Um, so. And then we've seen, you know, we're still talking resource management, but leaning a little bit into that traversal with the EVA, we've also seen that the EVA animations have changed. So now it looks a little more like you're, you're swimming through space, which isn't necessary, but looks a little natural and more pretty. And then it's they've more also, like what you see in NASA stuff. So, yeah, you know. And then they've also shown that you can now push and pull yourself across the surface of areas. So along with those more natural animations, you put your hands on the actual surface of something, and you can move around with your hands and angle yourself. So it's all definitely a much more AAA polished kind of actual game feeling way of moving around space. And I think even though it's not like a huge deal. That, along with the platforming changes, they're going to make Star Citizen feel like a much more finished game, even oh, yeah, so unfinished. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, but the, the thing about Star Citizen is that it's a big web of dependencies. Everything is connected to everything else. And so the resource management is one of those fundamental things that without resource management, we don't get a host of things that we're waiting for, for everything. Yeah. And Luckily, they've done most of it. The only thing they have left is the actual power and uh, heat and fuel. Like mm -hmm. that that whole, that loop. The atmosphere stuff is done. A lot of the process of setting up the resource management is done. It's it's just that part. And even they said, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of those things that's almost almost certainly has to be in the game before the end of the year. Just because yeah. it's so, it's such a blocker. And the timeline on that was, they were telling us about it, I think, fall of 2020. 20 um mm -hmm. got another update in the summer of 2022 
uh, no, sorry, some of 2021 where they told us it was taking longer than they thought it would. And then in 2022, again, where they told us they'd show us this past Citizen Con where they have finally gave us a look at it running in game, the ability to, and it's crazy, the ability to go into Hammerhead, find the power relays, rip one off the wall, basically cutting the power to that part of the ship, cutting power to the shields and sabotaging the ship so somebody from outside can blow it up. Like the amount of emergent gameplay that comes from being able to control like the power, the heat, the gravity, the um, life support of a ship from the inside or the outside is, is, is huge and agreed. That's something they really should be getting in this year, but they won't yeah. be getting it to all ships, right? No, I don't think so. I, I, um, and, and I do think that it's, it's, it's so important because it is also the thing that manages, it makes multi-crew gameplay function without it. We don't see multi-crew gameplay. Yeah. Um, just to won't exist uh, outside of just being a gunner. You won't be able to do any sort of, it, it, it adds meaning and depth to the gameplay. It pushes towards the damage because without the new resource system, you don't have the pipes, which can be damaged in those nodes, which can be damaged, which means that you have to use the current HP pool system, which is a lot more inelegant compared to having to shoot like specific targets, which will allow for ships to last longer which will last for more more meaningful combat while you also have people who can run around and repair things while they are like while things are going on. Yep. It is a huge part of what this game Star Citizen is trying to be. Um yeah, uh, I will throw another curveball if you're ready for this. This is this sure. is my thing and I'm going to get you in trouble for it. All right, do it. Theaters oh, God. of no. war. I don't want to talk about this. This is not. <laughs> this was not on the list. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a curveball. You said curveball. I'm going to throw the curveball at you. And now, All right, fine. Before everyone screams it. at me, for anyone screams at me and chatter in the in the comments, here's my argument. the uh, The Arena Commander team was formed last year out of Fire Sprite. We had, I think one, maybe two members of Fire Sprite that came from. Fire Sprite when they got purchased by, by Sony to come work for CIG, who had been working on Theaters of War and Arena Commander in general. Fire Sprite was working on the Arena Commander stuff. Mm -hmm. They formed an Arena Commander team in February, March of last year, and they've already built, they've already done a lot of work. If you haven't played Arena Commander or Star Marine, do. Go try it out. It is very different from when you last remembered it. I don't think it's perfect in any way, shape, or form. It's still a work in progress, but it is a lot better than it used to be because they've actually put, took some time to kind of work out gameplay, make it make sense, make it fun, improve some of the performance and such. Okay. Maybe they also added they added their first, they're adding their first combat map to Arena Commander since Arena Commander 1.0. We're talking like 2014 yeah it's only been first two combat maps, map. right for like eight years yeah it's only been, they've, they've redone those maps but like they're adding jericho station as a map probably in 319 they they went from having what the four or five maps of uh of of murray cup to now having the the six maps of uh that they released to a 318 those are all in arena commander mm -hmm. as well it's for those racing maps so in general, there's that that team seems to be spooling up, and the reason why, in my mind, why that's happening, is because Arena Commander. And make sure to look at this. Look at any uh, package that has Squadron Forty Two in it. Just Squadron Forty Two, not Star Citizen. Just the Squadron Forty Two packages. Okay. It says in the list of contents, Arena Commander and Star Marine. 
So Arena Commander and Star Marine and Theaters of War and all of those 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 little those little bundles all come with copies of Squadron Forty Two. That is the multiplayer for Squadron Forty Two. Right. So that needs to be in a much better state if they want to get Star uh, Squadron Forty Two out and even even if it's two years till the heat death of the universe, whatever. Like if they're actually planning on releasing that game, they're going to have to get Arena Commander in a good shape. And Theaters of War has not stopped being worked on. We've seen leaks on it. We've seen, uh, you know, up, uh, small updates on it, but they've gone mostly quiet. So with PES being introduced, with the Arena Commander team being fully tooled up and starting to produce more content, especially with this year being kind of no pyro year, it's the perfect year to drop a Theaters of War. I will uh, agree with you there. It is the perfect year to drop it if it works. If it works, um, but a lot of the stuff that they've been working on as well is things like hardening and uh, improving PES that they're going to be working on this this year. And uh, the only thing, the only snag that I see with this comes from desync is terrible. <laughs> desync is awful. It is yeah. it is horrendous. But I also think that CIG it's getting to the point where CIG is going to have to address it. They're going to have to pull people out of off the server meshing team and actually work on the desync and try to improve it. Because we've known for a while that the desync is not an issue related to server meshing or PES or anything like that. It is just optimizations. They just have to go in and work on the optimizations and fix those problems, which they haven't had the resources to do because they've been focusing on PES. And, and you think meshing. they'll do that in alpha? I think they'll do that. I think they'll do that in, uh, in this summer. They'd have to do that before squadron, huh? They're going to have yes. to optimize the parts that are in squadron. And since they share code base, that would be... That yep. being wow, I didn't even think about that. So will Star Citizen be heavily optimized before it even reaches the beta phase because of that? And and is that going to uh, hurt them as they add new features on top of those ops? I don't think it'll be heavily optimized, but I do think the optimization specifically with with the with the desync issues, with like the network issues, is going to be the thing they're going to have to work on. Hmm. Uh, simply because of that. So uh, and uh, hopefully. They are able to hire more people, but that seems to be the, at least in 2020, the issue was we don't have the manpower to do it. We know what it is. We have to get to it. We'll get to it eventually, but we, but server meshing is the priority. Persistent entity streaming and server meshing are the priority. That's what they said two years ago. Uh, but they also have 153 people being hired. <laughs> so that's yeah. my curveball for you. This is the year for theaters of war. And if I'm right, <laughs> I will cool. laugh like well, a maniacal ma ma maniac who hey, called it. Otherwise, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> if you're right, I will come and find this and I'll I'll post it somewhere for you because that's a that's a great call and I don't expect it at all. <laughs> no, I, I'm probably wrong. I'm I'm gonna say that right now. I'm I'm making the call for the sake of making the call, um, and I don't expect to be right. But I do. I, it is one of those things where I say pay attention to Arena Commander and Star Marine. Yeah, because they're going to have a lot better performance and I think a lot more content going forward. And Peter's War is that natural progression. We'll keep an eye on it. So, all right, let's talk about actor status T two. This one is gonna. This one's gonna piss some people off. Uh, mm -hmm. This is going to be much like the. Uh, the first, the last time we got an actor status update, which was three fifteen. And they added, um, gosh, just like injuries and medical stuff. And it drew, drew a lot of attention to Death of a Spaceman and kind of the idea that our 
characters aren't forever and that they suffer from these problems that maybe other games don't or maybe mostly survival games don't and we know this is coming more with actor status t2 do you do you know what's involved in all that not a clue though when i can guess based off of chris's desire for bounty hunting i think it's going to be a much more detailed and nuanced look at how uh your character functions uh, i hope i desperately hope we're not seeing a scum situation or or an, or an atlas situation where you have to have a balanced meal to be able to survive yeah no not all that but i've got a i've got a description here okay reads uh actor status tier two looks at a variety of new elements such as hygiene npc status tracking multiple bites dna integrity medical insurance cybernetic limbs and cloning so honestly this sounds like a pretty significant step towards death of a spaceman they're talking about insurance cloning dna integrity those are those are that's big um that's huge do you think that what this is all coming from the progress tracker which shows scheduled work ending in q2 of 2023 i'm sure we'll see this move again with the january kind of refactor they Mm -hmm. do do you think we'll see this this year is it sounds early i think we'll see some of aspects because if we see bounty hunting we're going to see some of this um I think with 4.0 is the really big one because the the other thing that Chris mentioned is AI. The AI new the new AI system, the not Derby AI system, the system they showed off at, at, at CitizenCon, mm-hmm. that they had been working their butts off all last year. The the monthly reports was constantly, constantly. AI this, AI yeah. that, AI that. Like it's the point where like we didn't even see this in 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 CitizenCon, but the AI system that they that the, you saw at CitizenCon, they now can pick up heavy weapons and they have developed a way that those those they can use those weapons that not only target players but ground vehicles and air vehicles and are in like spaceships and spaceships can now also target individual people and vehicles on the ground ai can uh are they already doing that so, or is that 319 no that's 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 whenever they get that ai system in okay and last last chris said anything about that it was 4.0 and we're gonna see that so well, it was so on the letter. It, it was on the letter, but Chris right. is also, I mean, so was 4.0. And yeah. I, I, as we all said, I don't think I'd expect 4.0 this year. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Uh, what else do we have here? Let's see. Um, I guess, what do you think of hacking? I don't know. I, I think that's, that goes hand in hand with the Legionnaire. Is this the hacking ship we have? Mm-hmm. So you I think, think it'll be that, that's, linked to the ship, and it won't come out with, before that. I think it'll they'll come at the same time. I think whenever they think hacking is coming out, they'll put resources towards the Legionnaire to cap it, make sure that comes out at the same time. I think they'll have the hand version of it, just like Salvage, but they'll have, but just like with Salvage, with the Vulture being released with it, I think they'll 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 wait until the Legionnaires come out. Now mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a thing where they, they they delay the release of of hacking if Legionnaire is not ready. But I do sure. think that it's they're planning on when we see the Legionnaire pop up in the progress tracker. That's a, that's when I'd expect hacking. I really hope they give us uh, clarification on because we've heard them go back and forth on kind of what it is for a graphical mm-hmm. interface, kind of like Deus Ex versus blocks of code that we would insert to some sort of a command prompt. Um, I, I hope they give us maybe one of those like paragraphs in a monthly report where they just decide or define how it's going to work and give us a lowdown on it. They do that sometimes with the features. That would be nice. Yeah. 
How about, um, we've we've okay. gotten the 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 golf swing version pitch years ago at an ISC. So oh, hopefully we'll see how it's kind of come straight up there. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Are there any other features that you you're like expecting this year? Yes, I'm trying to think of what what it was though. There was something that, that kind of crossed my mind. Um, the new travel system and scanning systems. Okay. Like the long range long range probe stuff that they talked about, mm-hmm. which is going to go along with the master modes and and new quantum. Your your favorite topic, the quantum boost. Absolutely. The thing that you the you and I collectively were just like, what is quantum boost <laughs> for like six? What months. is this thing that keeps showing up on this roadmap? Yeah. You know, like please please what does this mean and they like yeah. just say little things i hate that they like talk to us like we're always there they're like oh yeah, yeah. quantum boost you know when you have to manually keep your path going and we're just sitting yeah. here reading this like what manual quantum travel what does that mean what does this mean what is the what do the numbers mean mason what do they mean uh, but anyways <laughs> for anybody who's wondering who's who's yelling that exact same thing at this podcast right now quantum boost is actually a slower version of quantum travel about one tenth the speed they said and it will be kind of your mid-range travel so you'll have your normal flight speeds you'll have quantum travel which is taking you across the system and then you'll have quantum boost which you'll use to fly to an asteroid belt fifty thousand kilometers away or a derelict yeah. ship that's on a moon that's in your local neighborhood. It's kind of, it's going to be the real exploration phase of travel. And you think we might see that this year? Almost certainly. I think we'll see that with master modes. I think master modes, version one of the master modes with, with that will come out this year. I do think the, um, the traversal mode, the, the, the parkour citizen. That's almost certainly coming out this year because it's already been added to the monthly. It was in the monthly report of, of October being worked on. That will be very nice because yeah, not being able to mantle on certain things in a cave is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Mother glass, the, the new, the new star map, I think all of that stuff, cause they've been really working on that. So I think that stuff is probably coming in. You think they'll, um, you think they'll actually get the Moby glass rework itself and not just like the star map or cause I, know I the, think it'll be a version zero, uh, whatever the heck the, it'll be jank it will not be the final version but it'll be the entire moby glass working on um on building blocks building blocks is here's, what it'll be. here's I think the thing that's what we'll do. that i'm confused with it so we know from the progress tracker we've got a tracking app for bounty hunters or for cr- criminality um yep. we have a hangar management app we have I think it was a notification app. We've got a mission manager app and we've got the star map. So that's like five apps we know for sure are being worked on. My question mm-hmm. is, are they going to introduce the new Moby Glass with just those five apps? Are they going to like just paste the old non like flash UI onto this new building blocks Moby Glass? I, I'm confused as to how they're going to go about the, build, the uh, Moby Glass rework. They were, I can almost guarantee you, they will take what they have now and they will just replicate it as close as possible because they don't know what they want to do with the mobile glass. So they'll do what they did with PES, which is just standard. It's it's going to be status quo of exactly what we have now, but all running on on building blocks with those new apps. They need to do that soon then. Yeah. Uh, It's got to be the end of the year, which is what I think is going to happen. 
So I would hope they'd do that 319 so that we can expect to see the new Moe Glass apps with the bounty hunting and stuff. I mean, I, I would hope as well, but this is Cloud Imperium games we're talking about. I, I'm just saying, if <laughs> I the way I see it with the Moby Glass is like you can either do that or or you're going to have to build the bounty hunting app for the Moby Glass we have now. And then again, in the new style on the building blocks one, whatever they do with that, which seems like a really dumb idea. So they're either going to have to do that one first or we're not getting bounty hunting app this year, in my opinion. Yep. So, and then, and and Chris seems to want to do that before 4.0. So, so we'll um, see. I I will also say there was another there was another thing that uh, kind of popped in my brain that I uh, I kind of forgot about just now uh, for expecting this year is why am I blanking on it? Um. Oh, uh, Colonial Outposts. Hmm. We'll have bring the, Stanton. Yes, they've been talking about they're bringing them to Stanton. They said they're going to bring them to Stanton. I think we're going to get Colonial Outposts in Stanton this year. Um, just the non-destroyed versions. Okay. So, I hope they would so have non-combat AI there. We need that. We need to be able to I go hope. somewhere and not get shot at. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Because um, they seem to be implying that it'll be they'll they'll have them all over Her, um, uh, Hurston and they'll have them probably in uh, Microtech. It's going to be some kind of, of moons, so. weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, going back to Master Modes real quick, that wasn't on the letter. You it wasn't. Think, no. You don't think it was a purposeful omission? No, I think it was because uh, Chris also said there's a bunch of other stuff. I think that was just something that he's not paying attention to. Hmm. Um, but I think Master Modes is so intrinsically entwined with new quantum travel and that kind of stuff. Um, though it did seem like the 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 ship team was very we have no idea when this is coming out last year. So yeah, it's hard to tell. I, I do think it's, it's almost certainly going to be a 4.0 or close to 4.0 release. So it really depends on when 4.0 comes out. So I think at best we'll see master modes come out this year in 4.0 in a wave one PTU at the end of the year, mm -hmm. but maybe not full release. And for anyone who's wondering, wondering master modes is, Quantum Boost is part of Master Modes. Master Modes splits travel yes. up into the, uh, I guess, technically four different modes. You have combat speeds, which are up to, I think, about 250, 300 meters per second. You have mm -hmm. what they're calling travel speed, I think it's called, or traversal speed, which is up to like your max ship speed, 1,000 or 1,200 meters per second. Then you have Quantum Boost, which is another mode that'll take you one-tenth the speed of quantum travel. And then you also have quantum travel. So you have technically four but ultimately three modes of travel and master modes are basically just defining those modes for you i have some some problems with it but for the mm. most part it's their attempt to balance out how combat will work in a game where we can travel very fast because it, it gets kind of crazy to, to fight at those speeds so um, hopefully yeah. we'll see that this year I will I will add this to this question because to move on to the next to the next part. When do you think all of this is going to happen? And how many updates do you think we're gonna get this year? Right. Yes. Yes. Um I'm supposed to be asking that. I, <laughs> honestly, Slipped it's it on you. Put it's, the script. <laughs> it's weird. I think I'm pretty much resigned to 318 taking in the Q1 patch and taking 319 in what would be May, 
I think. Yeah. We get it. Um, I do think that we'll see another patch in August, which is when that, that, that third one usually drops July, August time. And I think we'll get another one at the end of the year. I think we'll get four updates. Maybe, maybe one of them will be kind of like a 3.17.2 like last year was. But I think we'll get four solid updates with feature drops. I'm not sure there... There's a lot of really big features. That's what's throwing me off. Is It's a lot of stuff to work on. And I just can't imagine getting four loaded features and updates in one year. It's yeah. just, just sounds too nice. So I'm wondering which update is going to be the... Uh, the low low key one this year the dump one um it's gonna be i can tell you it's gonna be 320 because i can almost guarantee you that we'll get a 318 q1 319 q2 320 q3 and then they're 4.0 for q4 makes sense um and uh 320 is gonna be 4.0 to ptu for citizen con please yeah <laughs> may, i hope i hope but it doesn't sound like that's oh, even cig doesn't so seem cool. to be that hopeful yeah, yeah. so no, they won't do that they, 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 he uh, said that in the letter too. He's like, "We will get 4.0 into player hands." Like, yes. it might be Ivacati, <laughs> but it'll be in player hands. Yes, and we know we're getting 319 this year. It's mm-hmm. it's this isn't something that's like, oh well, uh, you know, where where's your source? My source is uh, is is uh, his name is uh, Jake Bradley. Uh, he works for CIG. He does the, the the roadmap. I've asked him directly, and he said yes. 319 is coming after 318. And it's still scheduled for quarter one right now of 2023. So that's what I heard from him directly right before the, the it went on it. This was not a, like a like a behind the, the scenes thing. So because I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, well, this is going to be just 318 this year. It's like, no, we're going to get a 319. Be... And we're going to get a 320. All right. And, future, you know, <laughs> so. future folks, if you're listening to this in uh, late Q1 2023, please let us know. I hope I hope we made yep. it. Hope we got, hope we got, yeah. uh, I hope 319 somehow also made it as the Q1 patch still. That would be, I hope <laughs> that would be crazy. I hope. But, but I can almost guarantee you that they're not going to do the same mistake that they made last year because, um, you know, you get the little, you know, you only released one patch this year. It's like, not really. It's not how Star Citizen patch works. They're all invented numbers. They don't really mean anything. <laughs> uh, and Chris Roberts even said during the, during his uh, letter to the chairman that like he normally, he would have called 317 for 318, but they had promised everything for 318. So they just named it 317 or 317 two, it was not 317 four. Yeah. Um, so and they yeah, did that, that before out. with like 315 and 316. People don't realize that 316 was actually 315.2 or 1 or whatever. It wasn't actually a, a new patch, but they called it 316 anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's that'll be the that same thing. We got 319 so. It was just a weird year with, with the updates. Um, yep. And it's mainly, I think, because of the timing and how unpredictable the stuff was. But... I honestly, the numbers don't really matter to me. I don't care. That's why, like, I wanted to do a show where we just looked at the features rather than the updates mm-hmm. because who cares what number the update has? If we're getting the, the, resource management, then I don't care if it's 3.0 or 3.10 other than the fact that yeah. wait 10 patches. But, you know, you know what I mean? I, 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 will, I, will, I will make a bold prediction. This is going to be a bold prediction or I'll probably be wrong on this because this is what I I do these shows with with this space tomato. And then a week later, CIG comes out and makes me look like a fool. So uh, (laughs) this is tradition as is tradition. (laughs) Um, But uh, I will say Q2 of this year is when we'll get the first versions of resource management, because that's when the progress tracker seems to be ending. And uh, as Jacob often says, just because the progress tracker ends doesn't mean something is completed. Right. But just because it goes beyond that doesn't mean it's not it's not being released. 
Right. Because um, they Basically, will release features just, when it's still being worked on. Just so. don't rely on it. Just don't rely on it. It's yeah. just it's a nice it's a nice way of tracking what's being worked on. But that's about it. I don't yeah. tell you exactly when when anything's coming out. So based off of uh, their own em- em- emphasis and even Chris's emphasis that that part of this this system is already in 318 that I expect it to be in 319. The full, the full, at least the first iteration release will be in. That would be great. I would love to see that. So, um, yeah. Regardless, I think of all the features we talked about today, and I'm reading probably like what, 12 to 15 different features, not like 10 features we didn't talk about refining. Um, I think we, we, we could definitely see at least half of these. And these, just one of these features, I think, in a year like 2021 would have been great. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited to see what the game looks like with even if we were to get, say, resource management, bounty hunting, tractor beams, and the cargo refactor all in one year um, would be great. After playing 318 and, and feeling how it is to kind of actually start interacting with cargo and using PES, I can see how these features would be a lot of fun to experiment with. Yeah, I think I think this year is going to be filled with gameplay because we didn't even mention things like almost certainly that we're going to have events. CIG has not really stopped making events for the game. We're, we're certainly going to have some sort of event for three eighteen release or for three nineteen. Yeah, where you know some you know like a like a Siege of Orison or Nine Tales Lockdown will have something new. Mm-hmm. CIG really wants yeah. to do that. Sort of we thing, we so. we didn't talk about the events we didn't talk about uh acidic and ice caves they're planning to try and do we didn't talk about the new yep. satellites that they're talking about underground bunkers that they're working on uh yeah. investigation was, missions like there's a lot of stuff still that we didn't mention today yeah i was gonna say i i also would expect ugfs and uh lorville 2.0 to come out this year too mm-hmm. so building interiors uh, it helps it. yeah and building i uh we'll see <laughs> I hope so, because uh, what it's Montreal, and Montreal is is insane with those sorts of things. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll hope. So there is there, there's a solid amount of stuff to look forward to, and uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Like you said, it's it, we don't really go into the year with this level of blindness. We have to wait for Usually. February for them to update us really on what their plans are for the year. But we'll keep an eye out. Um, to finish things off. What is something that you think everyone should know or keep in mind now that you've seen the letter and gotten a better idea of what the year is? What is what is something that backers should remember going into this year? Everything can change and will change. <laughs> the universal law. That's a that's a cop out. You could say that every year. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it's uh, uh, make sure. Uh, the other thing I would say is never ever think that just because CIG says something. It's the only thing that's coming. CIG is notorious for stealth additions. Uh, the racing, for instance, an entire profession, racing as a profession, exists in game. And it was just a last minute, like two weeks before went to went went live. Hey, by the way, dunk, here you go. Goodbye. Like that was came out of nowhere. And as you said famously, that CIG, as we go forward, will start adding more and more things that they don't talk about that's the thing to look for is look for those those content look for things like new missions new locations places that may have been hinted or referenced but aren't like fully put into the roadmap um or or talked about in an isc just because they like to do that experiments and stuff like that so i'm ready to be surprised by the aaron halo belt cig i'd love it please 
Thank yes, you. please. <laughs> <laughs> a full a full pirate uh, pirate asteroid base inside oh, the Aaron Halo belt. There we go. With the Give giant worm synergy. living inside. Um, yes. <laughs> my thing for everyone to 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 think about this year is forget about pyro. Yes. It's it sounds. I mean, it's not like pyro is important, but. It's really hard. It, I, I, it feels like ships to me. I never really care that much about ships. I love them. They're pretty. They're fun. We wouldn't have a game without them. But like a ship comes out and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What can we do with it? Like if Pyro comes out, ask the question, what are you going to do there? You know, it's, they're definitely going to have expansion and gameplay. But when you look at the features we get this year compared to Pyro, it's like the gameplay is, I, in my opinion, something to be more excited for. So I say forget about Pyro this year. Hope that it gets done. Hope that it gets work. But like, start looking more into these actual gameplay additions that they're, they're looking to make. Um, get excited for how the game itself is going to change instead of just the scenery around us. I agree. Perfect, perfect way of ending it. The, the, uh, the rally cry. Forget Pyro. No, just... <laughs> we love pyro we want pyro but like just I don't it's know, not the be all and all. It's, hearing about it now <laughs> i think everyone's tired of hearing about it and i think i i, I think if i was going to give one advice to cig don't make don't make citizen kind about pyro we're done <laughs> we're done hearing everybody's going to be saying that we don't want to hear yeah. about it anymore please yeah not even server meshing yeah. they don't need to talk that much about server meshing even more either uh anymore either just kind of updates on it but like pyro server meshing that whole side of the project, I think, should just be heads down, work done. Let's focus on, like, the professions and gameplay coming in. It's more fun. Mm -hmm. Not as depressing. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for coming to this episode of the launch sequence. Uh, thanks for coming live if you did on Twitch. We do this every once in a while. But if you want, you can come and check it out as a supporter every single week here on the Discord channel. Uh, if you're a Twitch subscriber, YouTube channel member, or Patreon member, check us out. And Paul, if you will, please let everybody know where they can find your own content, your own podcast, because he's the he's the he's the original. I mean, in my mind, I know there's been plenty of Star Citizen podcasts, but like when I came in here and I started making content, I was talking to Execute from Info Runners. He's like, dude, if you want to get into the Star Citizen community, go on Captain's Table. So please tell people where they can go for the Captain's Table to listen to some goodness. Saturdays, um, twitch.tv slash theastropub. And if you want to watch it after the fact, it's always, I always release them on Mondays um, at youtube.com slash theastropub live. Awesome. Thank you. And you're on uh, the old Twitter too, right? Yes. Uh, Twitter.com slash theastropub uh, hive at theastropub. Just pretty much theastropub everywhere. Hot tweets, astropub. Cool. Thank you so much. And thanks again, uh, everybody, for coming. This was episode 85 of the Launch Sequence podcast. We'll be back at it again next week, and I'll see you all then. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.